all of our clients are coming to us and saying, hey, we want to grow, but they can't hire hygienists and they can't get more hygiene patients because they, they don't have any room on their schedule. So how do you grow? Like, how do you do that? Well, that's where aligners come into play. Aligners are an amazing, amazing thing from a marketing perspective because pretty much everybody wants it. And not only that, every, a lot of people need it. The critical mass in terms of being successful with aligners stems from a full team buy-in. There has to be a consistent, reproducible, effective workflow that takes place from front to back. I do none, and this is one of the things I'm going to bring to Nashville, is that I don't do any of the orthodontics in my chair. Everything is being done in my hygiene chairs, is being done by my support, by, by the rest of my team. Yeah. I'm the leader of that team. That's and Which is crucial because a lot of people, they think that uh, clear aligners is an easy thing that they can add, but then they realize, oh, I'm spending six hours a day on each case, you know, and and that it just doesn't mathematically add up when you're only charging yep. five thousand dollars for the case. You're paying a couple grand for for lab costs and all those kind of things. And if you're spending that much time and you're not delegating yep. to your team, then it doesn't work. A lot of the doctors that I talk to have tried to implement uh, clear liners. They've tried. I, I don't think there's a yep. ton of people out there that are like, I've never even thought about it. Right. A lot of people have either thought about it or have tried. So, and they failed, right? It didn't work. They're the average person. I think the average GP office is doing one clear aligner case a month, um, which just doesn't even make sense to have clear aligners in your office no. if you're doing that. So we'll, we'll go to you first, Dr. Michael. And then Mark, I want your perspective. What's the financial upside? If I figure this out and I can get my marketing to work, I can get my team on board and I understand clinically and technology-wise what we need to do, What's, what's the outcome financially that I'm looking at in a bump in my practice? Welcome back to another episode of Dental Marketing Theory. I'm your host, Gary Bird. I'm the founder of SMC National, where we help you create, convert, and close more clear aligner cases so you can grow the way that you want. And today I have two special guests to share a special announcement of something really exciting that we have coming up, and it is AlignerCon. We're going to share more information through this episode with you. But today I have Dr. Michael and Mark from the Dental Mentorship Group. And we are really excited about this announcement. You're not going to want to miss it. I promise it's going to bring a ton of value to your practice. Stay tuned. So I've been in the dental industry for quite some time and I get the opportunity to do awesome things. And I love marketing, but I've come to realize one thing. Marketing in the dental industry is absolutely useless if you don't get team buy-in and you don't have a dentist that actually wants to do the treatment of the patients that are coming in. And so we have an event that's coming up. It's called a LinerCon. It's going to be February 29th through March 2nd in Nashville, Tennessee. And this is a live in-person event where we're going to help offices create, convert, and close and clinically understand what they need to do to get more clear aligners into their office. And the reason for this is it's pretty complex right now going on in the dental industry. All of our clients are coming to us and saying, hey, we want to grow, but they can't hire hygienists and they can't get more hygiene patients because they, they don't have any room on their schedule. So how do you grow? Like, how do you do that? Well, that's where aligners come into play. Aligners are an amazing, amazing thing from a marketing perspective because pretty much everybody wants it. And not only that, every, a lot of people need it. So today I want to dive into what we're actually going to be talking about at AlignerCon. And it's not just for marketing people and it's not just for operators. It's also for dentists. So we are going to be giving the full package. And first, I want to key off to you, Dr. Michael. 
tell us a little bit about you and then what you're going to be talking about at AlignerCon to help Dennis do more clear aligners. So for me, what I do is, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a 34-year-old practicing general practitioner who has spent 34 years practicing doing orthodontics since day one. So I do all phases. I've seen it all. I've done thousands of cases. I still, to this day, do a lot of braces cases, but the future in dentistry is in aligners, flat out. Most of the other modalities, most of the other disciplines have been maxed out. We've, we've kind of got to where we're going to get. Um, there's only so many patients in those boxes. But when it comes to malocclusion, when it comes to myofunctional issues, when it comes to all of that, clear aligners is the one guaranteed and significant way to grow practice because we know the data is showing us that right now the aligner industry is somewhere in just north of $6 billion a year. And by 2030, it'll be $30 billion. So there's, when you consider that only 6% of the clinicians in dentistry are qualified to do orthodontics, and you look at the volume of patients that are going to be entering into this, in, into this stream, GPs have a choice. They can, they can decide to grow. They can be part, they can ride the wave, as I say, or they can get swamped by it. Yeah. Hey, I got something crazy to share with you, and I'm going to get you right back to the show, I promise. So we have an event called AlignerCon coming up next year, and this month we're giving away a buy one, get one free. We're going to be partnering with Clear Correct, and this is going to be one of the biggest events that we've ever done in Nashville, Tennessee, in the biggest hotel in America. So if you want to come to this, again, we're going to give you a buy one, get one free. We want to meet you in person. Just go to AlignerCon.com, and we're going to teach you how to create, convert, close, and even some clinical components around clear aligners. So don't miss this event. Go check it out now. Back to the show. Yeah. Now, I, I know that um, that you actually do a lot of clear aligner cases. In fact, behind you yep. are a bunch of cases that you're doing all the time. So no humble flex there, right? right? With all these cases right behind right. you. So why, when did you realize that other dentists were struggling? Like, what, what was the thing that helped you realize oh, I actually figured something out that other GP offices haven't figured out yet. So it was actually, there was two epiphanies. So the first one came from my original aligner company <laughs> and my understanding or my realization that things didn't work the way that they were supposed to and weren't working the way they were supposed to. But yet I knew how I was doing conventional orthodontics and I knew how to do it. So I couldn't, I couldn't put the two of them together. I, I just couldn't make that work. So I started to go, I went out on a little bit of a search. I ended up with another company and then I finally ended up with the company I currently use. <clears throat> and one of the things that happened from that was then I was approached to start teaching and I started doing that and I had the opportunity to do mentorship. I had an opportunity to do actual one-on-one -on -one doctor case assist. And what I started to realize was what I'd always suspected privately, but what I realized was that dental schools don't do a good job teaching dentists anything about orthodontics, which singularly is the most important discipline which would allow you to be the best dentist you could be, do the best work you could be, and give your patients the best prognosis long-term that they could have. And that wasn't happening. Mm. And doctors were woefully um, not prepared for it and were being sold a bill of goods by, by some in the market about that these are just magically delicious. You can just throw them in people's <laughs> mouths and they work. Yeah, that's never the case. And nothing's that easy in dental. I wish it was, but everything, no. everything's always no. more complicated. Now, Mark, one of the problems that I've run into personally is I'll meet someone like Dr. Michael and I'll say, he'll be like, I want to do all these cases and I know how to do them clinically. I understand it. I've practiced, I've done the training, all those kind of things. 
And I go, great. I'm going to, I'm going to get you all the leads you can possibly handle. But then their team is like, nah, we're not really on board. And that's really the thing that right. you're going to be talking about at AlignerCon is not only how to get your team on board, but you're going to talk directly to the team to make sure they're buying in. Could you walk me through like just the framework that you use to help offices do this? Yeah, absolutely, Gary. And what makes us unique at the Dental Mentorship Group are the three succinct pillars that are bringing, you know, information from the clinical perspective, our operations team, and then our leadership, the legacy team, and all of this, you know, moving upwards in a, in a pyramid-like fashion of education so we can get momentum all the way through the funnel of the office from the front door. Like you said, you can put all the marketing behind you know, these platforms and all the funnels into the office, but if it meets a dead stop at the front door and you don't have buy-in, it doesn't make it to the doctor's chair. So great idea, great initiative. And Dr. Cole has proven from what we can see behind him that this is a necessary discipline in our industry. So what we do is we actually break it down with the team and make them part of the whole sales cycle so they have a better understanding of what they're delivering. Dr. Cohen teaches them, you know, a brief touch on the clinical side so they understand what the patient can experience is going to be like. And then we walk them from the front door to the consult process into the chair for delivery of treatment. I'm just, I just want to throw in one thing, which is the, the critical mass in terms of being successful with aligners stems from a full team buy-in. There has to be a consistent, reproducible, effective workflow that takes place from front to back. I do none, and this is one of the things I'm going to bring to Nashville, is that I don't do any of the orthodontics in my chair. Everything is being done in my hygiene chairs, is being done by my support, by, by the rest of my team. Yeah. I'm the leader of that team. That's and Which is crucial because a lot of people, they think that uh, Claire Liner's is an easy thing that they can add, but then they realize, oh, I'm spending six hours a day on each case, you know, and and that it just doesn't mathematically add up when you're only charging yep. $5,000 for the case, you're paying a couple grand for, for lab costs and all those kind of things. And if you're spending that much time and you're not delegating yep. to your team, then it doesn't work. The model doesn't work. So that's really exciting that you're going to be able to share that clinical perspective in that system. But then Mark's coming in and making yep. sure that the team is actually going to be bought in. So Mark, I know you've been doing this for about 20 years and you've worked with uh, uh, consolidating groups of getting things like this into their practices. What what do you think right now is like the biggest hangup for offices when it comes to making sure that you add anything, whether it's clear liners that we're going to be talking about or just anything? Yeah. What's the hangup that everybody keeps bumping into from your perspective? I think one of the biggest challenges in any business is that we get trapped in that law familiarity where this is what we do. We woke up this morning, we do it the same as we did yesterday. And it's like anything, when you introduce change or something new into a clinic, first you're going to have to break through the barrier of the naysayers, oh, this isn't going to work, or they're bringing a bad experience from another office. So we really need to create a succinct methodology of understanding from the front door to the back to get that team buy-in. And it's like anything, if we just sent the doctors to Nashville and they came back all excited because Michael does an amazing job of translating what it's like and the benefits of bringing this aligner program in, but you know, I always equate it to fireworks. You can go see great fireworks, but if you, you can't sell that back to the team. So what we do is we bring the teams and the doctors together so that they can get on this cycle in unison 
and they can all build momentum to see how this is going to benefit the practice. And more importantly, pardon me, it's how it's going to benefit their patients. So, so Dr. Michael, so what, from your perspective, what is the yes. biggest hangup right now for Clear Aligners? When you got to speak to, you know, hundreds of different people, I know recently you just did like a six hour lecture on Clear Aligners. When you're talking to these offices and really the clinicians, what's the biggest hangup that they're facing? The biggest, you know what, there's, unfortunately, there, it isn't that simple a question to answer anymore. They do have, as you already articulated, they have staffing issues, right? They are having trouble finding the kind of quality staff that's necessary, which unfortunately is a problem all across North America. Um, are there ways around that? Yes, but it requires the use of technology, right? The use of scanners and stuff. So there's this adoption of technology that then becomes another issue that you have too many doctors who are afraid to adopt it, who are afraid to make the change. And so when you don't do that, you deliberately hamstring yourself by making making things slower, right? Not not creating the efficiencies from from the high technology that you, from the, the the quality technology that you could integrate to make you more efficient and then again it, it comes down the bottom line comes down to a complete lack of knowledge and a lack of support which is quite frankly extremely prevalent in the industry hey sorry to interrupt the show but i think this segment is going to bring a lot of value to you because you are listening to our show and you're listening through and this is the ask gary segment these are questions from you from our audience People are emailing us at askgary at smcnational.com or they're leaving a comment or DMing us on social media. And today's question comes from Lisa and she said, what is the best way to attract a new patient to your office? And this is a great question. So you actually have to start from the inside and work out, meaning you want to start at the clinician. So you want to actually ask the doctor, what kind of patients do we want to see? Then from there, once they say, you know what, we want to do bread and butter dentistry, great. So we need to attract people through hygiene or through the doctor schedule, which is going to be emergencies, things like that. Or we want to attract people through consultations. Those are the three ways, the main ways that people can come into your office. Then from there, you want to ask operations, what does our bandwidth look like? How soon could we schedule those kind of patients? Maybe your hygiene's really full right now. So you don't want to do marketing around hygiene and maybe you want to attract people through the doctor schedule instead. And that would make more sense because your hygiene doesn't have capacity or vice versa, right? So it just depends on, on your uh, operational bandwidth, having time to answer the phones, how far you're scheduling people out, all that really impacts your marketing. And then from there, you want to ask the question, what does the patient actually want? So if, if the doctor says, hey, I just want to do more fillings, and, and crowns and things like that, great. That means you're going to want to attract hygiene patients. You're going to want to attract dental emergencies. So you need to put a call to action on your website that attracts those kind of patients. Now, most patients aren't going to just go in and say, hey, I want a crown or I want a filling. That happens sometimes. Most of them are just going to type in the word dentist. And then you want to have the right call to action on your website that's going to convert them, get them to come in, and get them to accept that kind of treatment. So that's how you attract new patients. It really depends on what you want, but you start at the clinician, you work to operations, and then marketing's job is to figure out what you need to put out there into the internet to attract those kind of patients. So let's let's approach this from another angle. So a lot of the doctors that I talk to have tried to implement uh, clear liners. They've tried. I, I don't think there's a yep. ton of people out there that are like, I've never even thought about it, right? A lot of people have either thought about it or have tried. So, and they failed, right? It didn't work. They're the average person. I think the average GP office is doing one clear aligner case a month. 
um, which just doesn't even make sense to have clear liners in your office no. if you're doing that. So we'll we'll go to you first, Dr. Michael, and then Mark, I want your perspective. What's the financial upside? If I figure this out and I can get my marketing to work, I can get my team on board and I understand clinically and technology-wise what we need to do, what's what's the outcome financially that I'm looking at in a bump in my practice? So from my perspective, it's, again, this is about creating the workflows, <clears throat> creating the brand, making sure the messaging is consistent from front to back so that you can sell those cases. But again, you do it in your hygiene chair. So, you know, most doctors do what? They have their hygienists who are billing for, you know, $250, $300 an hour doing scaling, you know, doing the, the typical standard dental stuff. But if I told you that you could run the ortho through your chairs and your hygienist could see three patients an hour and bill out $900 to $1,000 an hour, what would you rather have? I think we all know the answer to that. The reality is you're going to be much more productive and much more efficient, and it'll be a lot more profitable to run it out of your hygiene, fill those spots, Dude. right? I mean, at the end of the day, we're in a, we are in a customer service industry now. I've, I'm almost 35 years. When I came out, it was healthcare. We are now in a customer service industry that's product on the shelf are dental services, period. So now, you know, people want convenience. They want customer service. They want, you know, appointments before and after work. The great way to, to, to really recession-proof your practice, a great way to fill your midday stuff is for the stuff that people see high value in and are willing to come into for, sorry, and aligners and orthodontics is that. Awesome. Mark, what about, what's your thoughts? What's, what's the impact financially when it really boils down to putting these things into place if we get it right? I think that um, it, it's like anything with, with your team, they're only going to be as strong as the belief system that they've got behind it. So with the proper education, the proper training, and with someone like Michael walking them through the steps and showing them the benefits, they're going to see this and how it's going to affect their patients. I would say the, the biggest percentage of people in our industry are very patient-focused and want to see success in that, in that facet. So the, the numbers speak for themselves. Anybody that walks through the front door of a dental office probably, and Michael can correct me if I'm wrong, has some orthodontic issue to some degree that would qualify for this. So if, you are, if you're an advocate and you have a better understanding and education behind it, pardon me, I'm talking about front desk, and what we try to do is create that in order. So now if you have a belief system, it's easier to talk about. And it's not a sale, it's a benefit to the patient. And if that benefit is almost, you know, 100% of the people walk you through the door, do the quick math on how that could bolster your practice and hit to the bottom line. Awesome. Well, this is this is really, really excited. I'm honored to get to have a part in this and to see this all come together because I know I've seen it firsthand when an office figures out or a group of offices or an organization figures out how to get their team aligned and how to get, and no pun intended on that, get their team aligned, get the get these, get a service added to their practice and then actually know how to market it and have the opportunities there. It, it absolutely blows the doors off of uh, uh, off that practice because the patients want it. It's just we're putting up all these obstacles and barriers and we have these limiting beliefs and it, it, the patients are already there. People need this treatment. People want this treatment so much so that people are online doing it themselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like, there's that, that's how bad yeah. the patients want it and they just don't have the tools and the resources. So thank you so much for being a part of this, guys. And I'm really excited to see everybody at AlignerCon, and that's going to be in Nashville, Tennessee, and we are going to be there February 29th to March 2nd. So we'll see everybody there. See you there. See you there.